50 episodes, Fractured Skulls. I, I'm i amazed we made it this far. It's really incredible. Wow, we reviewed 50 plus uh, films, Monoxide. 50! Over 50! Yeah, and uh, look at how we've progressed since then. We've seen some classics. We've seen some stinkers. And uh, I feel privileged to know that we've made it this far. Can we do another 50? Knowing with our schedule, I know sometimes we try to cram two movies into uh, one uh, one long review. So who knows? I, I, I think we can do it. <laughs> Fair enough. And on our beloved pre-topics that get us going throughout the day. I mean, come on. Where are you going to get this type of entertainment? And for just one dollar, too. One dollar. Yeah, that's a steal. It's a bar. It, it, it. What what else? You know, you get you get so many things in one dollar, like this podcast. Yeah, I mean, well, why are we only charging one dollar? I feel like we're Don West. It's a deal of the day. It's a deal of the day. It's it's a it's a discount. It's on clearance. I mean, you can't go wrong with just one dollar. You get to listen to this awesome episode, or all our past episodes of Fractures Goes. But this one, we're gonna we're gonna put out for free because we love you guys so much. See that? I mean, the 99 cent store gives you like funky thingamajigs. Here we're giving you entertainment for just a dollar. So we're asking for, and it's not just one episode, it's a whole library of fractured skulls. A whole library of 50 plus episodes, including your top 10 that we did a while back. Oh, yeah, that's right. My top 10 favorite, what was it, favorite horror movies? Yeah. Oh my god. And now we're about to do uh, two more top tens. Yep. Now, yours is ranked. Mine's is not ranked. My Mine's is kind of ever was just ten, ten of my favorites. Mm-hmm. And ten of the worst. So, wait. This is our favorite movie reviews and our worst movies. Yes. Okay. I just wanted to make sure because that's how I listed this. Now, yours is ranked in order? Yes. I, was, I first picked out the ten... Movies I really had no uh, real warm feelings for. I mean, warm in a sense of I was warm, getting warm in an angry sense, which is very rare. And then the movie reviews, I remember enjoying the hell out of when we reviewed them and had a good time reviewing them. This would be quite interesting since yours is ranked and mine's just kind of a bit everywhere. So I guess we'll go like you'll do one best film we've done in a in a terrible film you've done. And then we'll just go from there. All right. So that it's more of a back and forth and deciding or, or giving a little summary of why we either hated this or love this. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Quick quick little summary. We don't have to go into too much detail. I don't want to take away from the past reviews that we did. Fair enough. So what is number 10 of your favorite uh, review that we've done? All right. So my number 10 is probably going to be a shocker. But it's just for the mere fact that this fucking movie exists. Goldberg starring in Santa's sleigh. <laughs> it just took so much wherewithal within me to understand that there is this notion that Santa is not a jolly old Saint Nick. He is a slaughterhouse of a man. Who was made to be polite until the year 2005 because it was a thousand year curse i just remember both of us just having to like gather our thoughts 
on the idea that not only did this movie exist, but Bill Goldberg did this movie, and we were pissed. Well, let me speak for myself. I was pissed to know that there was no spears, no jackhammers, no who's next. None of that. I mean, he did say, he did say who's next in the uh, end credit scene. He did. Okay, yes. I now I start to remember that. Okay, but there were no spears. No jackhammers. Maybe there was a spear. Wasn't there a spear when he uh, speared somebody through the the store window or something? He may he may have. I don't remember folly. I don't think he did. I could be wrong. But just the mere fact that this movie existed and we were able to review it, um, this definitely belongs there. Um, it wasn't the greatest movie review, but. Just the mere fact that we got to review this is why it's on there. But it was a lot of fun to review, to, to, to review a movie like this. That's exactly. Why. Yeah. Now, what is the one of the worst films that we've done, that you saw, that we've done in this podcast? So, number 10 is a movie that we gave a lot of credit for. This is why it's number 10. But we did not enjoy you and I, and that was Midsommar. Despite, okay. Yeah, despite Ellie and Anto trying to explain why they like this movie. I'm sorry, I was still not convinced. It's not a movie where I would watch it again. It was very slow, a lot of filler. Um, Things just didn't feel right. Uh, Scenes that happened that really weren't referred to much again later on in the film, such as her, the, the death of her parents. Like, that to me, that was really symbolic as to why she felt lonely. So that should have played more of a role in the later in the film. And it's just, it's it's there, but it's not there, there. Uh, it's, there's good things about it. There was a lot of imagery that was really well done. There were some deaths that were really well done. There was some stuff that was well done. That's why it's number 10, because there was stuff that I did like from it. But... The fact of the matter is, is that most of the movies I could have put on this list, they could have taken over it. Either I knew going in was shit or Midsommar is one of those pieces where it it should have been more than what it was. It should, the, the type of movie that it was going for and the type of imagery it was going for, it should have been way more than what it was. And that's why it's up there. All the other films that could have been on this list that were terrible I didn't have any high hopes for it either from the very start or I knew going in that they were a pile of shit to begin with. So that's why Midsommar gets on this list. Okay. Well, since you mentioned Midsommar, uh, on my top 10, one of the best, I think, film reviews we've done, I, I have Midsommar on our list. Um, yeah, the movie itself was okay. There were a lot of things. There were things I liked. There were things I didn't like. You know, not everything made sense with me. Like, it's still, and also it's like a two and a half hour film. So it's a long movie. It can be a chore to sit through it, you know, sometimes. I mean, but doing a review with uh, Ellie and Anto, just our conversation that all four of us had back and forth, I think it's definitely one of the better reviews that we've done, even though it's it's a, of a film that we didn't really necessarily like or care for they they really care for it a lot so it was it was an interesting conversation how one side loved it the other side was like eh to really not caring about it and just going back and forth right and and i believe they're the first guests we've ever had on the podcast yeah them (laughs) then we had kevin and then we had alex and since then we haven't had any other guests not even from 
our own uh, chillin', just chilling network universe, which I think needs to be spiced and up. Even though you and I just alone make this podcast super entertaining by ourselves, we don't need any guests. But I think some of the just chilling people, one of them can make an appearance here and there. I absolutely agree. So, to any of the Just Chillin' Network Chillians out there, that's a call out. Come on our show. We'll make you entertaining. Now, as for uh, films that I didn't like, number 10 uh, is a film we recently done, and that is Black Devil Doll from Hell. What? I'm sorry. This just oh, no. this did not do it for me. It's number 10. No. It's not the absolute worst film. I mean, it's it does... <laughs> No, the fact it's on your list is it's already repulsive. It's not something I would want to watch again. Oh, God. Like, like, the video quality is terrible. The music, I don't know what the hell the music's supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> I, I understand the charm that it has for some people, but this just did not do it for me at all. I, I have a thing for bad movies, and this wasn't one of them. So, number 10 for me, Black Devil Doll from Hell. Well... Even though your argument is uninformed and ignorant, I will disrespectfully disagree with that statement. All right. So number nine of my favorite movie review that we have done actually involved a guest. My favorite movie review that we did, Psycho Goreman with Kevin. Having fun depicting this movie and seeing all the charm that this movie had, I didn't have any hopes for it. I think this was a Kevin recommendation, if I'm correct. He was yes. the one that selected this film. Because I know you wanted Kevin on this show for quite a while now. And he picked this film. And I really enjoyed the film. I thought that our analysis was really good, just to know how goofy and how out of whack this movie was it's got a charm to it and i and and i still look back at that movie and think to myself i gotta watch this again and this was one of the few movies that i watched without my wife involved which i think she needs to take a look at i think i'm gonna show it to her one day because it's a very charming movie and all the jokes that were in there i think we had so much fun with that as for number nine of the worst movies that we have gotten to watch no easy way to say this. Friday the 13th remake. <laughs> um, it's number nine because it wasn't horrendous to the point where I was like throwing shit or anything. It was just boring. And this is freaking Jason. Jason Voorhees. Jason, despite his movies not being entertaining. or I shouldn't be entertaining. I don't mean entertaining. I mean not well written. They're not masterpieces. They're entertaining. Seeing Jason go in and killing people in the most ridiculous ways possible, that's the charm of Jason. The only Jason movies that I liked as movies were the sixth one. I think it was the sixth one when Tommy Jarvis, I think it was the last movie with Tommy Jarvis, with a different actor entirely. And then uh, Jason Takes Manhattan. And even then, that movie was stupid. Like, I don't know. Friday the 13th remake should have been something and this is what we got and to this day we haven't had a Jason film due to the lawsuit between uh, Victor Miller and uh, 
whoever owns the rights to, I forget his name. Uh, but this is this is the lasting legacy of Jason. Well, technically it was the video game, but as far as cinema, this is the lasting impression of Jason, and it's not a pretty one. So it's only nine. It only gets up to nine because it wasn't like puke-inducing bad. It was just what it was. It was just boring, and that shouldn't be the case for a Jason film. That's how I feel. Now, I have those two movies also on my list. You mentioned um, uh, Psycho Goreman. Yes, we uh, kept having Kevin on the show was a lot of fun. The film he chose was a lot of fun, and we just it was just such a fun review that we did. Uh, so I don't have to go into more detail about that. You practically said everything that has to be said. And I also have the Friday 13th remake of some of the worst films that we've watched on this show. I did not like this movie at all. There was nothing I liked about it. Nothing. And, and the fact that it's the last uh, cinema appearance of Jason really shows that it seems like ever since New Line forgot the rights of Jason from Paramount, it's just like the movie is like the Jason movie just sucked with the exception, the exception of Jason X, which I'm pretty sure is on our list, which we'll get to. But even Freddy vs. Jason, I mean, I thought the film was underwhelming. I mean, it made a lot of money because of the names that are involved, but. Just this film, I mean, they were going to try to start over again, you know, uh, with New Line's attempt of doing their Friday 13th movies. And then, like, this is what we got. Just a bunch of annoying teenagers. They're just redoing what they did in the 80s. They try to modernize it, and it just it didn't work at all. But it did make a lot of money because of the name. So, I mean, the name value still there. It's just the movie quality itself isn't there. I Yeah, I don't know what to say. I don't know why... Uh, new cinema would buy the movie rights just so that they could barely make any movies. You would think that you would buy it so that you could make the same amount of movies as the other previous one did. That would be like if somebody bought out the rights to Call of Duty and only make like two games within the next 20 years. It's crazy to me. I understand that you don't want to oversaturate the market. There is that argument. But on the flip side, if a movie costs you only $8 million to make and it grosses you $200 million, fuck it, keep making them, even if they don't make sense. I mean, that's coming from us movie reviewers who may not like oversaturation, but I get it from a business standpoint, but it is what it is. Number eight. Number eight. All right, so the number eight, my most favorite movie that we have reviewed thus far. I'm just going to go right and say it. Suburban Sasquatch. <laughs> this movie was some funny shit man like the the, the 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 quote where the mother said that uh sasquatch is like the boogeyman and your father they're never around <laughs> perfect line <laughs> to sum up this whole freaking movie it's the scenes where he's ripping up the car and, it, and it's such horrible digitized wait why am i saying horrible it was absolutely perfect like a bu big budget cinema movie uh, the way he rips arms and throws it at people and we talking about all the greatness of this film. I mean, come on. What, what more could you ask for? Suburban Sasquatch. The second you introduced me to this movie, I knew that I was going to enjoy it in some way, shape, or form. My wife gave me looks throughout the whole time I kept complimenting this movie. I don't care. It's great. The number eight worst film that we've touched. Uh... It's a recent one when we've done uh, the first Resident Evil. Ah, that's number eight. 
this movie just it's it's like Friday the 13th it offers nothing it unlike with apocalypse it has the name and it has those liquors and that the, they remind me of that Pokemon with the long tongue I still don't remember its name off the top of my head it's got none of the original intellectual property Resident Evil characters other than that all these characters are original which is stupid to me because that's like if you did a Mortal Kombat movie and all the characters were original there's nothing more than originality but if you're taking an intellectual property like a video game or a book or anything like that or a comic book even and you just change everything could you imagine like a Batman movie, but none of the Batman villains just made up. Well, Gotham kind of did that, but it also had the villains on the side. That's what this was. Alice and and the people that they replaced the main characters with, the Jill Valentines, the Claire Redfields, the Chris Redfields, Leon Kennedy's, the Carlos, Albert Wesker's, they replaced it with such either completely no names or nameless, faceless people I shouldn't say Michelle Rodriguez is nameless because she ended up having a decent career with Fast and Furious. But Mila Jovovich's Alice is it's just no good. I'm not saying the woman is a horrible actress, but she is a horrible choice for this role. And that's why I put this on the list. They, it's just not a good movie. Now, I did have Suburban Sasquatch on my list for best uh, reviews that we've done. I mean, again, everything you just said. Uh, it's so hilariously bad. It's such a fun movie to pick at. Uh, nothing works in that movie at all, except the accidental so bad it's good charm that it has to it. I mean, the director, who was also the writer, the editor, co-starred it, and he did everything. He took it so serious, and I think that's what makes this movie work so well. <laughs> he, he had a vision. I appreciate that he had the vision completely different in his head than the way it turned out, and it's it's beautiful. It's such It's a beautiful disaster. Well, first off, it's not a disaster. It's a well-written masterpiece. Get that right, all right? There's right. nothing wrong with this film at all. As for um, the worst movies that uh, I've seen since doing this show, I'm going to go with Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Um, I was hoping this would have been in the vein of, like, Airplane or uh, Hot Shots. Uh, kind of, I mean, it's a silly concept. Tomatoes attacking people. I thought we would get some funny stuff. I mean, maybe I seen here and there I, that got a chuck out of me, but overall it was such a letdown, and it was pretty boring too. It just it just kept going and going. It's not a long movie, but it just dragged because I was, I'm waiting for the joke to come on, and and it never really did. And when it did, it was just like, eh. I had uh, the I had the sequel in here as well, but I took that out. I said, I'll just do one of them, and I'll just go with the first one. Yeah. So Attack of the Killer Tomatoes was close to making my list. Uh, it actually would have hit number 10 had it not been for Midsommar. Because uh, I like funny, goofy shit. But I think Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, too, I could see I could see both audiences loving both of these movies. But I guess because Attack of the Killer Tomatoes is more of a comedy and Midsommar is more of a serious movie, that's why I went with Midsommar. The reason I didn't like Attack of the Killer Tomatoes was because the concept itself, I said it in our review, the concept itself is goofy. You don't have to keep winking it at me that this this is all phony and goofy. I'm like Jim Cornette, like, it's all phony, like, we're, we're pretend, like, a wink, wink. Just let the concept speak for itself. 
I think if it, if they just would have had the Killer Tomatoes attack and they treat it like a serious thing, it would have been funny regardless because it's just a funny concept, tomatoes killing people. But the, there were scenes in that movie I thought were funny, but like like you, I was disappointed. I thought it was going to be one of the greatest things of all time, and it just wasn't. But that's that. Um, okay, so we're out to number seven, right? Yes. Number seven. Favorite movie to review? I think it was a double review. I, I, I didn't put it as double review. I just thought of the movie itself that we reviewed. But I think this was in a double review. The movie slacks. <laughs> Talking about killer pants. How much more original can you get? Okay. Killer pants. <laughs> killer pantalones. The the, the 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 plot speaks for itself. Now, Kevin, I don't know where he is. We haven't spoken in a bit. It was uh, Kevin in my relationship has always been every now and then we catch up. Kevin is a wonderful human being, thanks to him introducing us to this movie. He deserves Man of the Year this year. Well, last year, whatever, when we reviewed this movie. That man is a great man. And Whoever his spouse is should be honored to have a spouse that seeks out movies like this for us to review and have fun reviewing it. I think this was connected in the Killer Sofa because I think Killer Sofa was the one we kind of like in the same vein as um, the other one, uh, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. We thought it was going to be great, but it wasn't. At least Killer Sofa tried to be somewhat serious. It just it just didn't work. The comedy just, for whatever reason, just didn't hit the right notes, like slacks. So, I gotta say, I enjoyed reviewing this movie just for the mere concept of killer pants that <laughs> that you put on and then just tightens up and rips you up. Number seven of the worst movies. This had been one of the worst movies I had ever seen, not just horror, but one of the worst movies I had ever seen for quite some time. Uh, the Ring. I hate this movie actually it's not scary and i think it has i think more of my dislike of this has to do with the fact that this was the big rave at the time it came out this along with um i think it was called the day after tomorrow were like big rave movies that i just did not understand what was the big deal with them and i did not like ring at all at the time and uh for the most part, I didn't really have logical reasons. I just was being that contrarian thinker. But after seeing the Japanese movie, I can finally say that it was because it tried to be too edgy and too hardcore and all this, that, and the other. So at least watching the Japanese version kind of clarified my reasoning for disliking it other than just me being a contrarian. Ring is, even to this day, after watching it again, a much older individual, a much more open-minded quote-unquote individual this movie still just doesn't hold up i'm sorry it's it's not good i i still don't understand why people thought this was the scariest movie of all time okay um for me um one of my favorite reviews that we've ever done uh you mentioned slacks i got another silly movie it was from your recommendation and that is wood chipper massacre <laughs> wonderful beautiful i like that uh, Oh, God. 
this this was again a film you introduced to me. I never seen this before. I, again, it's maybe the same video camera that was used to make uh, Black Devil Doll from Hell. But at least <laughs> it's just so stupid and silly, and it's scary how like normal the kids were when they accidentally killed their aunt or their grandmother, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> this is how serial killers are born. <laughs> And they know sell the whole thing. They're just like, wow. They're like Owen Wilson. Wow. And then and then they kill her, her son too, who went out there looking for her. <laughs> they used the wood chipper that they rented for that whole weekend, so they had to shoot at least all the wood chipper scenes that weekend before they had to bring it back to the store. Oh, that's great. So that that was a lot of fun to review. Yes. And and a film I didn't like. You already mentioned it, and that was a uh, Killer Sofa. Um, that, that was my biggest issue. You mentioned that the film tried to take itself uh, seriously, but that was my biggest takeaway with it, was that it took itself too serious, and it wasn't silly. And then when it tried to be, be silly, it just didn't work. It's just, the tone, the tone for them, I guess the tone they were trying to go for the silliness would, would it be consistent with the overall uh, tone of the film. I believe they even mentioned the fact that her boy, like the main lead's boyfriend was gay. I think they made like a gay joke here and there, but they, again, I don't think they ever really followed up with it because he ended up dying. Yeah, I could see that because, again, I made the argument that Attack of the Killer Tomatoes was, I, I guess it, 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 both movies didn't find that happy medium. Attack of the Killer Tomatoes went to the too much comedy route and Killer Sofa went to the too serious route. They didn't have that happy medium in the middle. So that's what made them both fail in their retrospect because of the concept involved. You don't have to be too much this way or too much that way. Um, so Killer Sofa does not make my list, by the way. Spoiler. Yep, um, and Resident Evil didn't make mine. Okay, fair enough. So we're up to, what, number six? Yes. All right. Number six of my favorite movie reviews. This is one that actually was just more fun talking about the lore itself. Mortal Kombat. I enjoy talking about Mortal Kombat and just talking about the characters and the lore about them. And being able to relive the original Mortal Kombat film that we had seen in 1995. That was a lot of fun. It was an engaging conversation to just talk about all these characters and, and the differences between the games and the movie. And just being in reliving, being able to talk about my reliving of being in the movie theater and when Reptile came out, it, 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 it's like you, you're living in that moment again. You feel the goosebumps uh, on your arm being that, let's see, it, this is 1995, so I would have been six years old at the time. Being a six-year-old kid, like jumping up and down, that Reptile just made a secret appearance. It's, it's, it's good to reminisce on things like that. Mortal Kombat is still one of those movies I can watch and enjoy. I think it's going to be one of those movies for the rest of my life, however long I have left to live, uh, that I can go back, watch, be entertained, show generations after me what we grew up with and stuff like that. So Mortal Kombat makes the list. As for the number six worst movies that we have watched, uh, this was a movie that I had heard about and was intrigued. And then, I don't know if that was the contrarian thinker in me thinking, what's the big deal in this? But I just thought the concept was stupid. Everything about it was stupid. The first Human Centipede movie. <laughs> just, the concept of it all was just absolutely, like, 
benign to me. I I don't know what to say. A guy whose job it was to separate Siamese twins all of a sudden gets this obsession of attaching humans together to make a centipede, and it's just like, um, okay. Uh, I did no background as to why this character turns this way nothing and we'll never find out because he gets shot and killed that's yeah that's number six it just wasn't a good movie well number six for me you mentioned mortal kombat i also have mortal kombat on my list but i have the the uh the new one review the one we do with alex I mean, getting originally we were supposed to have Ellie for that episode, but she had to back out. And then um, Alex came in the very last minute, and I was fortunate that he he already seen the movie. I believe that same day, or maybe the day before, before the, we did that review. So having him on the show and just three of us going back and forth. I've been wanting to have Alex on the show for a while. I was just happy we had that opportunity. Again, it was just the circumstances. It was a blessing in disguise, and we had a lot of fun just talking about that film. Just uh, from the characters to uh, some of the jokes we made to like the pre-topic discussion. It was a really fun review. I loved having Alex on and I hope to, that we can have him, have him on back again in the future for any movie, really. Just, ha- just having him here is, is a lot of fun. It's always a charm to have Alex on the show. As for uh, one of my worst films that I've seen, uh, you mentioned... Uh, I don't have Human Centipede on my list. I have a guilty pleasure with that, with those movies. But I have another fighting movie on this list, um, and that is Street Fighter II The Legend of Chun-Li. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's two, but it's supposed to be a prequel, I guess, to the 1994 movie. Or I think they were trying to start uh, their own little film series with these, and this just didn't work for me at all. M. Bison is not M. Bison. He, they, he's just some blonde-headed guy with blue eyes. He looks nothing like M. Bison. He just looks like a typical bad guy wearing a business suit so uh chun li you know eh, eh, just just the overall tone of the film it just reminded me a lot of tekken i'm pretty sure that movie's on your list uh it just was not into story just wasn't that interesting it was my opinion i thought it was pretty boring and the fight scenes were just were nothing special it was just a very bland film the acting wasn't all that great either yeah that movie does not make my list because i didn't I wasn't I don't know why I didn't hate it as much I didn't dislike it maybe because Robin Chu kind of saved it for me he, he tried his best um but yeah for whatever reason I just didn't hate it as much but it, part of it's probably because I don't know as much of the Street Fighter lore so if, if you're a Street Fighter fan and you hate this movie I got no issue with you your opinion means more than mine in that scenario so you definitely have the edge over me when it comes to that um where are we at number five yep all right number five favorite movie review it's one you've already mentioned already wood chipper massacre this this fucking movie i heard about from cinema snob uh i was always curious to watch it i had watched it previously before we did our review like way back in the day and so when i was doing movie reviews I said to myself, this is definitely uh, a movie we got to do, especially with the whole uh, goofiness of this whole concept. It's got massacre in the title, but there's barely any like blood scene. I think like 
the only blood you see is like the blood you would get in a fake blood bottle from Party City that they splattered onto the wood chipper, and it just, actually it doesn't even look like that. It looks like freaking strawberry jam. So it was it was definitely a fun movie to review because for whatever reason people think my taste in movies are a little bit distorted. It's look my my taste in movies are not distorted. Your opinion is just wrong. That's the difference. As for the number five worst movie I ever seen, Human Centipede number two. <laughs> that one was even worse than the first one. I'll, I'll spoil it for you right now. Human Centipede three is not on this list. That was actually the most enjoyable of the three because of how goofy it was. Um, but Human Centipede two is just boring. It's it's in black and white, which is fine. Uh, I mean, Sin City was in black and white, and the movie was great. I've seen black and white films before. I'm not. I'm not one of those like, oh my god, the movie's got to be in color. I'm not going to watch it. Since I've seen a lot of Charlie Chaplin films, I can deal with black and white. What I can't deal with is the fact that this movie is just plain stupid. There's only <laughs> one scene I remember out of this film. And that was when the dude got a centipede shoved up his ass. <laughs> that's my main takeaway from this. Oh, no, and the no, fact that the baby. Oh yeah, the baby. I forgot about that. Yeah, when she gave birth to the baby, and then she accidentally stepped on the pedal and it crushed its head. <laughs> like okay. Um, and, and, oh yeah, and the fact that apparently all of this happened in her mind or in his mind. This none of this actually ever happened. It's like, uh, if you ever played Super Mario Brothers 2, when you beat that game, there's a big celebration, and then there's a scene where Mario is sleeping, dreaming this whole thing. So everything that you just went through was a whole dream, which I guess makes sense because Mario 2 is the most different out of all the Mario games you'll ever play. Because that one, you don't actually hop on enemies. You have to grab uh, fruits or vegetables or whatever and throw it at the enemies. And... Instead of fighting Bowser, you're fighting Wart, who has never made a return to the series, which I don't understand why. They brought back Birdo, they brought back Shy Guy, but no Wart. I guess because, like this movie, it's a Wart on Hollywood. Number five of, of one of my favorite reviews that we've done is uh, The Final. Mm. I know that was a film you always remembered, and every uh, every other year you'd always bring that movie up to me, and I figure since we were starting this podcast, that'd be one of our one of our first films that we could uh, touch upon uh it's a, it's a dark film it's it's a very dark topic of basically kids being bullied in high school and them taking matters to their own hands and it's based off of true events uh true stories of a similar incident that happened and really it just and in a way it kind of relates with like we have like mass shootings and everything that's happening today whether it be in schools or just really in this country and it's a very dark film and it kind of and it touches upon really just kids and vi like violence in high school and with these kids just uh taking mass into their own hands and i thought we had a good conversation about all that and just talking about the movie itself too um the movie itself is is, is fine uh, i believe it's part of the eight films that die for series uh that uh if you guys can find it anywhere check it out i think it's worth a watch and one of the worst movies i've seen on here uh tekken 2 this movie was boring, it was bland, literally nothing, everything in this movie doesn't make sense to what happens with the first Tekken film. Now Tekken 2 is supposed to be a prequel to the first movies about Kazuya, it's played by a different actor. Kazuya feels like a completely different character than the character we got in the first movie. 
this film does not make sense. The only aspect that I liked of it was that um, uh, I'm totally blanking on his name. Uh, the actor that plays Shang Song. Oh, uh, Kerry Tagawa. Kerry Tagawa, yeah, he makes an appearance at the very at like the last five minutes of the movie, and whenever he's on camera, he's good. He was literally the only thing I liked about that movie. Otherwise, the movie was no good. The guy that got to play Kazuya, he uh, he was fine. He was he's a good fighter. He, he knows how to do fight scenes as an actor. You know, he was fine, but you know, he there was nothing there for him to work with. There was there was no meat to the no meat on the bone. And this film just felt like a complete waste of time because whatever happens here doesn't is irrelevant by the time you get to Tekken. So it was like, why why bother? What was the point? And the movie was released straight to DVD, so I don't even know if Tekken fans have even seen this movie or even knows knows it exists. Don't, just don't. If you're a Tekken fan, don't. Especially if you don't want to see your character slaughtered. Best left unsaid. Uh, so number four, we're up to now, right? Yep. Okay. Number four, Guatro. Best movie reviews. I think the number four best movie review we've ever done. What better way to go? than the first movie review we ever did, The Crow. The one that started it all. What's there to say? I was approached one day asking, do I want to be a part of a movie reviewing uh, podcast, being a part of the Just Chillin' Network? And I obliged, not knowing what I was getting myself into, thinking that this was only going to last maybe a few episodes and then it was just going to die out. 50 episodes later, here we are. So, gotta put number, the, the first movie review on the list because it started it all. It's like it's like WrestleMania. We're about to hit WrestleMania 38, but you don't get to 38 unless you have WrestleMania 1. You need the first one. And that's how it works. And not only that, The Crow is one of our favorite movies of all time. So, talking about a movie we both genuinely love as one of the greatest not just horror, I, I really wouldn't call it a horror film, it's more like a comic book movie. But it's one of our favorite movies ever. That also helps. So, we have a lot of knowledge about this film, we've seen it dozens of times. I've seen it dozens of times. Like with Mortal Kombat, I could probably put it on right now and still be entertained by it, because everybody in the movie does a great job, from Ernie Hudson to Brandon Lee, uh, to the guy that said the warriors come out to play so everybody did a good job in that film and the film itself is just it's great and talking about it was a good way to segue into how this podcast would become i would have to listen to it again to see how much this podcast has evolved since then but you can't in my opinion you can't have a top 10 list of the best movie reviews we've done without the one that initiated the whole thing, unless it's like completely wretched, which I don't think it is. As for the number four worst movie, Resident Evil Extinction. <laughs> In a fucking desert. Well, what more can you ask for? Like, I, I can put myself in Anto's shoes. Although, to be fair, she did say that she watched the movies scene before she started playing the games but i can feel her pain when she's seeing these characters get completely eviscerated of their charm on cinema so i i know where she's coming from 
But as somebody who wasn't a hardcore gamer of the Resident Evil franchise, with the exception of Resident Evil 4, like, even I can see the, the disservice. First off, Extinction doesn't even have Jill Valentine, who was in the previous movie, with no explanation as to where her character is. What about that little girl? That little girl that was in the previous movie that was the centerpiece as to why they were trying to get out of that city to help save her because her father wanted her back. Like, this movie just... Yeah, she's completely gone. Yeah, like... At this, it, it was this movie that just kind of really went into a direction of we don't care how much it makes sense. Let's just throw a bunch of shit together because it's cool. Or as, or as Pearl would say, coral. Like, come on. This movie was boring. Nothing interesting happened. I was falling asleep. It's bad. It's just bad. I do have to crow, though. And basically everything you just said there, um, it's it's the first. It's the one that started it all. It kind of set the tone and I guess the template of how we were going to do our podcast. And I just love this movie, The Crow. It's currently on HBO Max. For those I want to watch it, give it a watch. Check it out. It's a great, it's a beautifully dark film. And as for my uh, films that I disliked, number four, again, my thing's not in order. It's it's, it's kind of, it's it's random, but it's on my top ten. Whatever order you guys want to put it in, you know, or me, doesn't matter. I got to go with Jack Frost. Um, the second one was a lot better. It was a lot more fun. And it was still silly, but it was just, it was just a lot more fun to watch. Uh, this first film, I think it was just too dark. It was silly too, but... It, it, to me, it just didn't have the, the impact that the second one had. Maybe because the second one was in a different setting. Maybe they were in like in a beach environment. It was more lights. And the kill scenes were more over the top. Maybe that's why I enjoyed that one more. And uh, compared to this one, uh, it was more, I mean, it was an origin story. We, you know, saw Jack Frost, King Jack Frost. It's silly. And I don't know. This, this one just didn't work for me as well as the second one did. Yeah, I didn't really like this film kind of similar to because the concept itself is goofy but it just didn't work with me although it does not make my top 10 worst films of all time it just it was what it was i mean i guess you could say my list is inconsistent but it just, it's one of those films that i really don't care to go back to see but it's not a film that i am angry about to say the least then again i'm not angry about midsomar really or friday remake like that's just like I had to put them on there because I needed a top 10. Number three, best movie review we did. Y'all are going to think that this should be number one, but this is movie review, not the movie itself. It's the movie that made this podcast the symbol of my career on this podcast. Killer Pinata. Oh, <laughs> this fucking movie is a movie that I never shut the fuck up about too fucking bad this is a classic but just talking about it and sitting here having to describe scene for scene what the hell happens in this film absolutely fantastic it's one of my favorite movie reviews that we have done because just having to explain to the audience what goes on a pinata that shits eggs into somebody's mouth a woman with a fucking hook for a hand <laughs> I went as far as to buying a t-shirt that I would love to wear the next time we see each other for a video because it would just sell the whole thing. 
So, Killer Pinata, definitely one of the greatest fucking movie reviews we ever did. And it still lives on in infamy to this day. As for number three worst films, I would presume you have this on your list. Uh, Vamp Bikers. I still don't know what the fuck goes on in this goddamn movie. It's a bunch of vampires on bikes. All the scenes are jumbled. It's almost like as if somebody puked a bunch of scenes out of their mouth and it just randomly like splurged together or it's like a lottery of scenes nothing about it makes sense nothing about it's good nothing about it is oscar worthy and it's so fucking bad let me tell you something it's so fucking bad that neither travis and i want to watch dos and tres which is the sequels we don't even want to bother to watch them for you people and we love you guys like a great leader once said we love you. You are great people, but go home in peace. This movie, we don't even want to give you lovely people who tune in every week to listen to our wonderful voices. We don't want to even give you the common courtesy to hear us talk about those films because of how bad this film was. It's, Vampikers is just a horrible mess. And that's where I'm going to leave it. Um... Vampires is on my list as well for uh, worst film I've ever seen. Basically everything you said, it's a jumbled mess. The every the mics are terrible. You hear a bunch of background noises while the actors are talking. You can't even hear the dialogue at the time. The editing is choppy. The story doesn't make sense. The pacing is terrible. Everything about this movie is bad. And when I when I saw the the cover for it, I thought it'd be like a Warriors meets like from Dust Till Dawn, and I figured, oh okay. This looks pretty interesting. Hey, they even have some of the cast members from the Warriors in this movie. But fuck, man. What the hell was this? This film doesn't even have any reviews on the IMDb except from the director himself who put the movie over and just, I mean, disguised itself as like a, a different account. But it gave the movie 10 out of 10. This is great. It uses actual bikers. Great. Now, where are the actual actors? Because I didn't see any of them in this movie. Terrible. Actual good stuff. There was literally nothing good about this. It, I, it didn't even have it. It's so bad, it's good charm to it. It was just bad. Bad. Skip this film at all costs. We didn't... I Had this film at least had some redeeming quality to it, I would have considered the sequels, but this was so bad, I don't want to watch the sequels. It was that bad. I never want to watch this movie again. Sorry, guys. And as for uh, one of my favorite reviews that we've done... Um, it's a Rob Zombie one and Lords of Salem only because it was a charm here you tear this film apart. Okay. Number two, favorite movie reviews of all time. For whatever reason, I still can't fathom it. I still don't understand why this made your list of top ten worst movies, but Black Devil Doll from Hell. <laughs> I still don't understand why this made your list. I don't understand why my wife gives me dirty looks every time I talk about how great this movie is. Maybe I should get a divorce. I don't know. All I'm saying, and she gives me the bird. All I'm saying is that I was able to depict the scenes for all of you in a very professional way. This was a great movie. So great. Believe me, nobody knows great movies like me. Black Devil Doll from Hell was so fun to talk about because I knew the second that I was able to find this movie. You got to keep in mind, this movie's hard to find. 
it, it, I think it was on Shutter at one point, but then it was taken off. I've been trying to find this movie to watch. I would have watched it on Shutter or anything like that. I'm not sure if it's available on Amazon to buy. But once I actually found a website that had it, because it's not on YouTube or Daily Motion or anything like that, I was like, we got to do this movie. After all the, the stuff we've done already, this is one movie we have to touch upon. And once I gave it to Travito and hearing his thoughts, I'm a little offended that this is on his top 10 worst list. But I'll get over it. As for the worst movies, he already brought it up. Lords of Salem is my number two worst film of all time. I hate this movie with a fucking passion. <laughs> it was so bad. It was stupid. And I think I took it more personal because Rob Zombie is a great musician. He's a smart guy. So how a guy like him was able to come up with this heap of trash, I don't know. That... It's impossible. There's no way a man of that intellect and that talent of a musician with great imagery that he can bestow upon us in his music videos can create that piece of garbage. I just, it, it, I think he took the credit of somebody else that made that movie. And for whatever reason, he decided to sacrifice his integrity for whatever reason. I don't know. Lords of Salem's number two. Well, number two for uh, best reviews that we've ever done together is, again, not in order. <laughs> Keep saying that. Just to remind people. House of a Thousand Corpses. Mm-hmm. Uh, to this day, we consider this to be Rob Zombie's best film. Some people could argue it's his only good film. I wouldn't say that. I think he's done other. I mean, I'd say he's done at least one or two other decent movies, but. House of a Thousand Corpses is such a fun film. Uh, hear us just <laughs> trying to outquote each other with the movies and the music and the style. Everything about this film I liked. I got to say why some people didn't like it because the bad guys won in the end. And But I was okay with that. Maybe, maybe again, maybe it's just the whole tone of the, the film. But, I mean, in due time, I do want to see the uh, bad guys, you know, get what's coming to them. Uh, the quotes, the lines, the acting. I mean, a lot of the, I, a lot of this works for me. It, it check marks everything. And and speaking of Rob Zombie, because his name is going to be on my list of the worst films that he's done that I've watched, and that is Halloween Two. This movie fucking sucks. I mean, the the Laurie in this film is very unlikable. She becomes a complete bitch. You don't care for anyone in this movie. Everyone dies. It has no meaning to it. This film has no suspense built around it. Michael is freaking six foot tall, and you can't teach that, unfortunately, because no one taught it to Rob Zombie. Uh, everyone is, makes sex jokes. They, they make all these dirty jokes. They all talk dirty. Why does everybody talk dirty? Fuck. It's like every other scene, they're swearing. They're making dirty sex jokes, and it's ridiculous. So unnecessary. For a Halloween movie? And, and of course, you have to find a way to put his wife into the movie. Why is there a ghost? Michael Myers, that's the lore. He's a serial killer. Now we got ghosts? The whole white horse thing was just fucking stupid. Fuck this movie. Fuck you, Rob Zombie. I'm sorry. Look, you're great to listen to on Joe Rogan, but I'm sorry. But you, the director. Oh, God. You're really going to fuck up the monsters, aren't you? It's interesting because I had debated of putting that movie on my list. And for whatever reason, I didn't. Maybe because the hatred for this movie from everybody else kind of deviates me from hating it. 
So it's like, I, I don't really need to put any energy because everybody else is already doing it for me. And um, yeah, Rob Zombie never made a follow-up, which I guess is for the better of humankind. So yeah, as for number one, best movie I have ever watched or we've reviewed, I don't think there's a debate in this, for me at least, uh, Jason X. Jason X is the best movie we've reviewed. Bar none. Talking about all the goofiness that's in this fucking movie. The charm. Talking about, well, Travis is going to use the term, it's so bad, it's good. There is no bad. There is only good. What, how can you sit here and tell me that Jason in space is not good? You're telling me that it's hokey? You're telling me Jason in space is hokey. In the year 2455. Okay? There's nothing hokey about this. This is great writing at its finest. Being able to talk about it scene for scene, because I've seen this movie millions of times. And you're probably asking the question, Stephen, why did you watch this movie a billion times? And I'm going to respond to you with, I have no fucking idea. (laughs) I just did. (laughs) I can't explain it to you. I saw this movie thousands of times, though so I have the whole entire movie in my head. I bet if I sat here, blocked everything out, I could probably watch the whole movie from the beginning credits to the end credits. I could probably watch the whole thing in my head without having it on my TV. It's it's one of those movies that I can't believe was made. And it was made by the new guys. Param- no, not Paramount, uh, New Line Cinema. Yeah. So it's like, you've made a movie like this, why ain't you making a whole bunch? <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, we've got more to go. I mean, you, you only made it to 2455. I mean, how much further can you go? Maybe they could... Uh, Jason versus the Jetsons or something. I don't fucking know. <sighs> Anywho. That's, in my opinion, the most fun review we've ever done. There's probably others, but this is one that sticks out to me. As for the worst... I had, when I started this list, thought Lords of Salem would have been number one. And it should be. Lords of Salem, from an artistic standpoint, should be number one. Unfortunately, though, I do have a certain bias. And there are certain things that I hold near and dear to me. And when those things get tampered with, I tend to go off on a tangent. So, Lords of Salem was an original art peace so there's no emotional attachment to the characters that are involved because it was its original piece and it just happened to be a really garbage movie for me however when you have a franchise that i have been a fan of for 20 plus years and you turn it into a fucking movie and you take everything that I loved about the characters and completely butcher them or not even include them at all. Like Anto with Resident Evil, Tekken becomes my number one most hated film that we have talked about. You heard it in the review. You heard how angry I was. And that was just a Cleveland nose version of how I actually reacted when I first saw the movie. You had gotten the reserved version of me talking about Tekken. You did not hear me go off on the film when I first saw it. I remember hearing rumors. This was when Batista had just left WWE or was just on the cusp of leaving. 
that he was going to play the role of King. I was like, that's cool. You're going to get an actual wrestler to play King. And it's somebody who has the body for it, because King is supposed to be a jacked up dude. King doesn't even make an appearance, and he's one of the most iconic Tekken characters. Yoshimitsu gets treated like a joke. Carlos... Not Carlos. Um, Miguel gets treated like a fucking joke. Raven looks the part, but he's not treated like he should be. Hey, Hachi, forget about it. They butchered that character, and the fact that they were able to get Kerry Tagawa to play the fucking role is astounding to make him into the biggest joke in the film. Kazuya looks like a fucking joke. Uh, Christy Montero has the look, but just is completely useless. Martial Law is completely useless. Even Jin Kazama's useless. Jun Kazama's useless. Uh, they made Steve Fox, who's supposed to be a, a young English boxer into an old battered veteran. Fuck. Nina and Anna are like working together when they're supposed to be enemies. I, I said it before. There are going to be people who probably watch that movie not knowing the lore. May have liked it. Okay, if you like it, I have no problem with you. You like what you like. Go ahead. Have fun. I did not like this film even as – because like with Mortal Kombat, it didn't follow the lore completely, but it still hit all the right notes. This movie did. It hit none of the notes. And as we said before, if if you're going to take a video game and make it into a movie – Yes, it matters that you use the content from the game because the casual fan who never played the game is not going to know any better. And on top of that, you're giving the fan service to people who went to see that movie because they wanted to see their story from the video game come to life. No excuse for this film. Tekken's the number one worst that we have reviewed ever. And it's not even a horror film. It's an action film. But it still sucks. So fuck Tekken. The movie. Yeah, if you guys want his full rant and his full backstory on the Tekken characters, you could go check out our uh, Tekken review, which is on Patreon for $1. Now, you mentioned Jason X as uh, your number one best uh, film we reviewed. I have Jason X on my list as well, so I don't need to go any more detail about that. Again, just a very fun film to pick at and make fun of. Um, just, just watch the movie if you haven't, and then listen to our review of it. And as for uh, another one of the worst films I think I've seen on this podcast, uh, we have not brought up this movie yet at all until right now. Gene Snitsky's 100 Acres of Hell. Wow. Okay. What a dumb movie. (laughs) (laughs) This film is so fucking stupid. It's sad because I was really looking, heading into this movie, I was was looking forward to it. Mm. Right. This is the first time I think I've seen Snitsky in a, in a movie. I think this is for he wrote the movie. I think he produced it. He didn't direct it, but he started it. But just the whole the whole big reveal at the end makes no sense. His best friend basically set him up, knowing that he was gonna win and hoping that he would get back into his wrestling. Like Snitsky, it plays basically a retired wrestler, a washed up a husband, whatever, who doesn't have to drive to get back into doing what he once did, and his friend basically set up all their other friends with this killer uh, in loose in the woods, hoping that it would make Snitsky, give Snitsky that killer instinct for him to get back in the ring. Now, what would have happened if this killer would have killed Snitsky? What happened if the big fight in the end, the killer throws Snitsky into that pit of spikes and Snitsky dies? Then that guy's whole plan would have gone to shit. Then what? It's unfortunate. It's a dumb, it's a dumb movie. Dumb, dumb, dumb. We met Snitsky. Great, cool, pretty cool guy for that short time we got to talk to him. 
He took the picture with us. Yeah, he was a real nice guy. Got a fucking strong ass firm handshake, man. He almost broke my hand. He's big too. He's a huge guy. Oh yeah, he, he's him and his uh, spouse. They're big. They're big people, but. I think because uh, his spouse is into fitness, so that makes sense. But yeah, right. he, he's jacked, man. The guy's still in great shape. I mean, it helps that his wife's in fitness. She probably stays on top of Snitsky as well to throw his ass in the gym. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, I for whatever reason, I didn't hate this movie. Like, I, I agree with you. It wasn't good. I know. I, I think I said in the review that I could not compromise in my integrity to just be like, oh, yeah, this movie was great just because we met Snitsky and he was a great guy. But, look, it, I guess it's one of those things where if, if you like, if you want to make a movie and follow your dream, go ahead, do it. But no movie or no no piece of art is immune to scrutiny. You gotta, you, That's something that everybody in life has got to go through, and that's including us when it comes to our work. It's like... You either go and listen to that advice or you ignore it. Sometimes ignoring it could be a detriment or it could be a benefit. It just really depends. But not like our opinions at the end of the day are going to make Snitsky lose any sleep. Because two dudes from the Northeast didn't like his movie. So that's how it is. Yeah, but uh, overall, I that's that's our whole list. Uh, again, I can't believe we made it this far, fifty episodes. Here's to fifty more. I mean, we still gotta finish our Resident Evil movies with Antel. She'll be back on our podcast next episode, and we even got a new logo to review for you to reveal to you guys for uh, I guess for our upcoming our next fifty episodes we're gonna be using. Yeah, uh, should we tell them what it is or just let it play out? Uh, I guess we'll let it play out. Oh, you know what? Why not you tell him? Okay. Uh... <laughs> like, uh, that's cool. Settle <laughs> <laughs> down, baby. I'd like to give a big shout out to Erin Phillips. You can follow her Instagram, myartyourface. Oh, I should say, at myartyourface. She does a lot of great drawings. I mean, she's so freaking awesome. And the fact that she took the time to do this for us, I mean, a big shout out to you, Aaron. Thank you so much. You're the best. All right. You're the best around. And that's going to do it for episode 50 of Fractured Skulls. From Monoxide, I'm Terminator Travis. We'll see you guys on episode 51. Thanks, guys, for uh, taking the time to listen to our shows and just for one dollar we're continuing to deliver the goods for you guys peace to 50 more episodes